Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Geek Rant, episode 358, The End is Only the Beginning, recorded Cinco de Mayo 2019, and brought to you by Element OP Productions. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Drive Time Radio for Geeks. I am your host, Mark, just Mark. I'm your host, Mark. And uh, this week, we have just one of your stalwart co-hosts. Uh, the other uh, had a family thing, pesky families. His daughter's graduating. Gah, graduating from college. Like, that's a big deal. So, Miles won't be with us, but Seth is here. So, hey, Seth, how's it going? Pretty good, Mark. And welcome to the Faithful Opiates. We couldn't do this without you. Well, we could. It would just be silly. Right. Yeah, it would be massively egotistical. So, the plan for this week... Spoiler, 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 spoiler. If you don't know, spoiler, that we're going to spoiler, spoil, spoiler, endgame spoiler. By the time I finish spoiler saying this spoiler, it's your own spoiler fault. Spoiler. Yeah. So technically, we're breaking, technically, we're breaking the director's um, limit because he said come Monday, it's okay to talk about it. So we're recording this before the ban lifts, but Technically, we don't release until after the ban lifts. So while we might not maintain the spirit of the law, I think we're covered by the letter of the law. Right. And except, you know, it's on YouTube live and one person's watching that. Jenda, have you seen uh, have you seen Endgame yet? Because if not, you want to go ahead and log out now. Um, so this show is uh, the idea for last week was that Miles, who has not been into the um, marvel universe at all was going to go watch endgame and then we were going to spoil it tonight and talk about it and sort of get his outsider opinion um on the movie just did it move him in the same way that it moved me and that i've been invested in this universe for you know 10 years of cinematic and you know uh, in and out uh, another 20 years before that uh, seth seth much more so before the movie st- uh, stuff than i did um but He's not here, so we're just going to talk about the movie. So, Jinda, you won't hurt my feelings since you haven't seen the movie. If you log out now, um, however, I will. I will say spoiler. I will say spoiler that, uh, uh, as I've said many times before, spoilers only ruin a bad movie. Uh, if it's a good movie, you can know all the details and still enjoy it going in. And this is a good movie, so that's all I have to say about that. I mean, it, yes, it is a good movie. However. You miss, you know, it's sort of like, okay, massive spoiler alert for a 30-year-old film. If you've watched the first trilogy and then you watch, uh, you know, A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back, Luke, I Am Your Father, that loses its meaning because you're like, yeah, we knew that. But if you don't know it, it's like, ah, and you're like, liar. And then you find out later, oh my gosh, that was true. So, you know, and that, that because you and you can go back and watch it and it's still, I mean, you know, Empire still holds up really well today, but you miss something if you knew the big twist going in. And I mean, you you can know all the spoilers and still watch Endgame and go, wow, that was, that was, they movied the movie out of that There's movie. There's so much movie in that movie. 
Yeah. And, you know, and it is like, I mean, Marvel became must watch TV on the big screen because it's like, you know, if you didn't watch the previous films, you're out of luck. Go back and watch them. So, you know, you can still enjoy the movie, but you miss a lot of the emotional reaction. And then subsequent viewings aren't as good for you because, you know, when you watch it again, you're like, oh, I remember how I felt when I didn't know that. And, you know, so, you know, you miss something, I think. So I had this debate with a friend of mine uh, probably a couple of years ago. It's been a little while. And uh, he's my age and has children who were coming into the age of uh, he wanted to introduce them to Star Wars. And he was like, so I started him with episode one. I was like, why in the world would you do that? It's absolutely the worst thing to do. I mean, maybe you could do one and then two, but certainly don't show him three before four. That that would be terrible. Um, so you, you really, uh, I mean, first off, the first three were just garbage. Uh, the first two were garbage. The third one had some redeeming qualities. Um, but you need to see, um, you you need to see Empire before you see the third one. You need to see five before you see three because, like you said, it just ruins that moment for you. Um, but you know, he didn't. He showed his kids the them in uh, in um, numerical order, not chronological order. And uh, I, I, I wept for his children that day. I mean, you know, can you call CPS for that? I mean, there's not, you know, that's just, I mean, that is, that's abuse in some places. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I mean, I, I lost all respect for him as a father, um, honestly. I, I just, you know, he's, <laughs> no. But seriously, don't do that. Um, but so anyway, spoiler. We're not there yet, but Spoiler. <laughs> We're going to talk about it's coming. I'm, I'm telling you, there is no, I, I'll let you know clearly when you can turn, when you can turn it off. We'll have some, some uh, stuff ahead, but it, I don't want to hear one complaint about spoiling this movie. Not one. Cause I'm giving you all the warning in the world. Uh, but before we talk about a new movie, I want to talk about an old movie. Um, I, I was actually, uh, doing something else and I wanted some, some noise in the background. And I thought, well, Here's a movie that I don't expect to be very good, so I'll just put that on in the background. So I turned on the Power Rangers movie, 2017, a couple years old now, um, and I thought, I don't really expect this to be very good, so I'm not going to be disappointed if it's bad. And I got to say, I was totally right. It was not a very good movie at all. Um, I don't regret having watched it. I don't feel like I wasted two hours, but if I had paid money for that... Absolutely. I would have been mad about that. It was um it was bad, but not bad in the good way, like the original Power Ranger stuff was. It was good, but not good enough to be good. You know, there was there were some some pretty good moments in it and some fairly decent CGI uh wrapped up in a story that had it been told well probably could have been a good story, but it was just told told in a very ham-fisted way the 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 characters were not likable the kids who were the power rangers not one of them made you like them at all well maybe the the blue ranger you kind of felt a little affinity for him by the end of the movie um, but most of them yeah you just didn't care oh good one of them may die all right i don't care brian cranston was wasted in a way that no good actor has ever been wasted and the oh, i can't remember the name of the actress who played the the big baddie, you know, Elizabeth she's, Banks. She has done some brilliant comedic work, and apparently nobody told her this wasn't a comedy because she was playing this serious role in the same way that she played the character in Best of Show. Um, 
it was just not good. Not a good movie at all. Well, I won't say it was a good movie, but I will say I enjoyed watching the movie. As a fan of the original, the, the first Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and not that I didn't realize it was still going on when this movie came out, <laughs> Power Rangers. I was like, they're still making these? Oh my gosh, these things are awful. But when they first came out, like I say, I have a low bar for things that I enjoy, and I enjoyed the movie, and her villain was much like the way they re- portrayed Rita Repulsar, I think that was her name, yeah. uh, in the original series. So, you know, it was that same kind of over-the-top, hammy thing. And so, like I say, I won't argue that it was a great movie, but I really, really enjoyed watching it. So... I thought the story was good for me. So, okay. but again, so you know, Seth and I have disagreed on movies for gener- for for generations for for decades. Um, right, and you have heard it on this show for almost a decade. So, you know, you decide which one you like better. Uh, in term, who's no, that's not the right way to say. It. You decide which uh, one of us you agree with more, and go with that. Either turn Power Rangers on while you're doing something else, and you won't be mad about it. Or uh, actually sit down and watch it, and you might like it, depending on whether you're a Seth or a Mark. Yeah, probably, yeah. And for this next one, next one, Seth, I will request no spoilers, because I haven't seen it yet, even though it has been out a while. Uh, it is, I think, available streaming now, so I could watch it. I just haven't yet. So, uh, A Quiet Place, starring Jim yeah. from The Office. Yes. Um, and he is also the Jack Ryan. So right. you I'm know, about uh, uh, halfway through that one, by the way. We'll talk about that a little later. Okay, but yeah, so this was, it's called, it's a quiet place and it's on Amazon Prime. And so I was like, oh yeah, I wanted to see this. And so, you know, it was, you know, for one thing, it's the, the monsters are kind of weird. You know, it's, they're almost unbelievable in, you know, what they do and their gimmick and stuff, but they do a pretty good job of sticking to the logic of it and then they make it i can believe that it would be possible that uh what happened i mean i don't want to you know um you know i don't want to give stuff away but you know people die in the movie so some people that just show up to be cannon fodder and then some other people die um but the way it's believable the way um the 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 twist so it was enjoyable, very good acting because for most of the film, they aren't talking because, you know, you get this from, so this is right, a very yeah. minor spoiler. The but, monsters uh, attack sound. Yes. That's how they track. They are apparently blind as a bat and only stuff in the audio auditory spectrum is things they can hear and they have super sensitive hearing. And so most of the film is very, very quiet. And there's this, uh, there's this one scene where the father is taking his son to a waterfall and he's like, talking to the sun the sun almost runs away he's like no there's this louder noise here so you can talk you know you can talk quietly and so anyway and it was just it was really neat so you know you these days we've become so lazy and everything we do we just listen for the words to give meaning but here they're having to actually act and i thought it was pretty good and through um um interviews like the the kids are actually deaf so or at least one of them was and so you know it it was cool 
just to see it and to see the emotion that they put in without words. And it's believable. The The ending is believable. Uh, and so A Quiet Place is very interesting. Um you can't really because like I say, you know, there's not a there's not an audio track for you to follow. You would really be lost if you tried to watch this while you were doing something else. You might think it's hammy and over the top and unbelievable, but you have to pay attention. Otherwise, you know, if you have this going in the background, you know, you might as well just turn the picture off and turn the turn your sound system off because most of it's quiet anyway. All right. So uh, I I don't like jump scare movies in general which is why i have sort of avoided this just because it's the it's a genre i don't enjoy um but i've heard a couple of people whose opinion i trust uh say that it's a that it is more than that so i'll, I'll pencil some time in to give it a but to sit down and actually focus on something uh like that it's, it's actually asking a lot of me so i i don't know when i'll do it yeah and i mean it's not jump scare i mean like the first time but I don't really, it's not like a jump scare movie. It's that's integral to the plot. So, yeah, I mean, all right. Uh, and of course, Netflix has their own version called silence, which for all intents and purposes is an exact remake of that movie. I haven't seen it. I don't know, but I just saw that pop up. And then bird box was apparently the same plot, but with things you can't see instead of things you can't hear. So, you know, apparently that's a new thing. Who knew? I thought though in Bird Box you have to not look because right. if you look that's what something I said. not see instead of not hear yeah oh okay uh, that's the, I don't understand that um, and it just I I enjoyed the Bird Box memes that flooded the internet <laughs> shortly after it came out um, that kind of made me want to see the film but you know I I pay for one or one thing I pay for has a streaming service I'm not going to pay for another one yeah. that's just stupid. Um, speaking of memes, the Joe Biden sniffing people's hair memes, <laughs> not only are they just getting a little out of hand, but so far every one of them has been hilarious. <laughs> but, yes. You know. Yes, they have. Uh, my favorite one was, uh, like at, it was a picture of the last supper and Joe Biden sniffing Jesus's hair. And that just, there was not even any words with it. It's just that. And it was just ridiculously funny because it was ridiculous. So anyway. Um, gonna move on here, and we're gonna talk about spoiler alert: Endgame, Avengers Endgame. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the movie, if you don't want us to be spoiled, turn it off now. I will give you fifteen seconds to turn it off. Da 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 da. Okay, well, all right. You have well, fifteen seconds is a long time when you're not doing anything. <laughs> Five more seconds. It really, really is. Two, one. All right. If you're still here, you deserve everything you get. All right. So let's talk about um, Avengers Endgame. Um, and so this is essentially, well, as the title says, it's the endgame. It is the end of the Avengers as we know them. Uh, literally the end in some of the characters. They, they die or are taken out of the picture in some other way. Uh, and the end of uh, i think it's interesting that i'm going to go from the the end first uh one of the things i think is interesting is, is as they're wrapping up you kind of get this impression of like there's no more danger like nobody needs these superheroes anymore because thanos is beaten there's no more danger of course there were all the other stuff that happened before you know ultron had nothing to do with 
the uh, with uh, Thanos, except it was Infinity Stone. So I guess they're gone now too. So I guess in some way you could wrap all that up and say, you know, the the original arc. I, I got nothing. I don't know why you can say the world is suddenly safe, but apparently it is. Yeah, you know that's the way they. That's the way they. And, and you know, and you you wonder like you know there was the Adam Warlock tease in one of the guardians of the galaxy two right. uh in sequence so you know and he was kind of a good guy but they're kind of setting him up to be a villain um or at least that's what that scene represented and so there's lots of things that you know as of today there's a lot of loose ends out there right. that marvel can weave a tapestry and you know and they're they're considering they're calling their next thing phase four not a new universe so you know obviously phase four has got to build on the things in phase three so i'm interested to see you know of course there's a rich lore in the comics of things right. uh they can still access and but yeah so loki's back in play evil loki uh avengers loki right uh so right. not the loki who came around and fought alongside them not the loki who went through the story arc of watching his father die and battling his sister evil loki is back in play so we can certainly do something with that um, and apparently disney is doing a you know it wouldn't surprise me if that's the basis for their loki series right, the on their, series which I'm, I'm not paying for i just i refuse <laughs> I, I have to because i have kids and it's a given. right and it'll yeah. be the only way to see like Endgame when it comes out on streaming so you know um of course i'll buy it but that's neither here nor there um so it, it, it is interesting and it brings a few characters back in play and it takes a few char- characters out so um you know widow is gone which is interesting because she has her own movie coming out so it has to be a time hop of some sort or, you know, or a prequel right um and so you know they uh they took the non-powered characters and really gave them more to do so hawkeye and black widow the non-powered uh avengers and uh falcon um you know he's now he's now iron man i don't know i mean not iron man captain america i don't know why falcon gets to be captain america um clearly winter soldier is a much better um captain america because here's the thing that bothers me about falcon falcon is nothing falcon is a pilot of a rented suit right Right. any pilot could do what falcon does uh he's not special well and you know part of this harkens back for a long time the captain america comic was captain america and falcon um and then for a while in the marvel universe falcon was captain america when steve rogers was kind of off doing other things i don't remember right. but so they're i know it's there it fits the universe right so it, and you know and who knows maybe when the movie comes out he's like dude i couldn't handle this you've got superpower here bucky you right. run with it so you know just because you know one thing marvel is good at is just because it shows up that way doesn't mean it's going to be that way right so um you know there's there is that. So, but you know, it's an it's this movie was you know you uh, could have been easily called Avengers fan service. Right. Um, so there was there was a lot of fan service going on. So I hated Professor Hulk. I hated Professor Hulk in the eighties in the comic book. I hate Professor Hulk in the movies. I really uh, Tessa Thompson spoke for me when she said, "I think I like either of the other two use better." She was speaking my mind when she delivered that line. Right. I was so I was looking forward to Hulk Thanos 2. 
Right. You know, and Hulk doesn't have to win, but he's got to hold his on and not get, you know, beat like a little girl. Right. Like and they never was. met. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, rage and he, he, how can Hulk not lift the thing up? But yet giant man Scott is able to just erupt out of the mountain. You know, granted Hulk's kind of hurt because the, the gauntlet apparently damaged him but he it didn't kill him the way it did um iron man and he didn't walk around with a limp uh the way thanos did so obviously there's this in the one hand hey he's pretty powerful to to take it and he's just got he's just gonna be wearing a sling for a while but yeah professor hulk you know yay banner kind of found peace but man what a crappy character you know you didn't need other than the snap you didn't need, I mean, that could have been just, they could have saved the CGI and it been all Bruce Banner right? for, you know. Yeah. And they could have had that moment of the coming together and, and Thanos and, uh, and Banner and, and Hulk could have had that, um, uh, that rationalization for just a minute. Give me a minute. I need five minutes of your time, Hulk. Give me your strength for five minutes. You know, that right. would have been a cool way to do it. Um, but you know, instead they, they went for funny. Um, and really most of the jokes landed pretty flat with professor Hulk. The, the thing that I really liked was the, the non-enthusiastic Hulk smash. He was like, uh, uh, Hulk smash. And that was funny. Seems kind of, yeah, that was when he was walking around, seems kind of pointless. Right. <laughs> that, that yeah. part was very funny. And yeah, nothing here's going to hurt me. Uh, so I, I thought it was interesting. He didn't say me. He said us in that line. Nothing here's going to hurt us. So he, he thinks of himself as a dual character now, apparently. Hmm. You know, I was watching one of the videos where uh, Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner had dissociative identity disorder, and so you know, two personalities in the same person, and so Professor Hulk is coming to terms with right. the fact that there's two of them in their their power sharing arrangement. You know, they they each instead of instead of it being a timeshare condo, they decide to move in together. Right. Um, why does this super? I mean, he got the super physique, but he still needs glasses. What? Yeah, so I don't know. You know, I because well, you know, they're both kind of in there looking, trying to both look through the eye, so it's a little fuzzy. So I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but I I was not. You know, it's like yay, Banner found peace. But I was like, couldn't that after watching, I was like, couldn't that have came at the end of the movie or something? So uh, it yeah. was it was very bad. I was not a fan uh, of the way Hulk was used in the movie. But I gotta say, uh, Thor, <laughs> Dad bod Thor was awesome i you know it was that thor was there's been i don't you know of course a lot of people don't like it but dude you know you think about that oh if i would have went for the arm we would have won and so he's carrying this guilt of half of the universe is dead because of me um and you know and and he really thinks and maybe rightly so he had the for first of all in in the end game you know thanos is just dispatching people left and right with this glove and yet he's unable to stop thor throwing a hammer so that was just ridiculously stupid but um you know so yeah he's carrying this guilt and so i liked the way you know hulk became this drunken you know fat slob shell of himself and you know hey we can go and make this right kind of gives him purpose and you know whenever he holds his hand out in the hand he's like i'm still worthy it's like you know you can see him get his confidence back now he's still you know a a 500 pound 
ogre or something like right. that, but it's like I'm still somebody. And so I yeah. thought that was cool. That was a good line because Stormbreaker doesn't have the enchantment. Anybody can use right. Stormbreaker. Um, and right. it's just an, it's just a very powerful axe. Um, so I, I that was a good moment where he calls me near and it comes to him and he says I'm still worthy. Um, that was pretty cool. And so let's let's talk about worthiness, right? So in yeah. the middle of battle, uh, Cap picks up uh, Mjolnir, which is again true to the comics. Cap has wielded the hammer a number of times in the comics. Um, and I thought my favorite part about that, other than it was just you know the the hammer has been one of the cool moments in several of the movies when when uh, Vision picks it up. It's that. <gasps> moment and then when cap picks it up it's that kind of moment um but what i thought was best about that was when thor shouted i knew it like when we go back to age of ultron when it moved a little bit maybe cap didn't want to pick it up because he didn't want to shatter the fragile ego of of thor at the time or maybe he just needed a little more uh burning in the crucible before he's worthy but now um you know uh, captain america it is his hammer. mjolnir has been gifted to him he is worthy he's been given the hammer and it is from now on well he has to give it back to thor uh whenever he jumps through uh time right in theory so yeah yeah but yeah i thought it was you know and again was the was it whenever he lost being captain america and was kind of shunned you know and had to kind of go on the run that he relearned some humility that he lost um and he didn't realize he lost it whenever he uh, became the super soldier captain america and that that's why he wasn't totally worthy because he's like He's like, I'm bad and I know it, but I'm just, I choose to do the right thing. And so, but yeah, I, you know, in that battle, when it was the three of them, you know, Iron Man, Thor and Captain America against Thanos, to me, that battle had like tension. It's like, oh my gosh, are they going to win? What, you know, can they do it? I don't know. And, you know, and I'm thinking, man, if Thor was in peak shape, they probably could have done it. And for me, my favorite part of the movie was, you know, after Thanos has just battered the shield down to nothing, um, you know, and, and you know, Thor's somewhere wrecked on the battlefield and, you know, Iron Man's laid out. You see Captain stand up, strap on that broken shield and pick up Mjolnir and faces basically you know thanos and the entire and his entire army right. and, and the and, imp- the implied line there that he doesn't say is i can do this all day yeah and um which was used for great effect earlier in the movie but right. you know but for me once once everybody comes in and you know and the the fan service fight starts oh. it, it i mean <laughs> there was so much yeah but it was a foregone conclusion and it was just like it was like you were getting to see these great moments, but they lost the tension of the fight that, you know, even even in, in um, Infinity War, when it was, you know, when they were fighting in Wakanda, there was that tension of, you know, can they do it? Even though you knew the snap was coming, it was just like, they got a shot. I don't know. But then, you know, once all the heroes show up and everything, you're like, it's a foregone conclusion. Let's just enjoy the the pomp and circumstance of all this happening on screen but i gotta say when it was the three of them that was that was the best fight right and they went into it without the hulk which right you know uh he would have been your best ally you think even though i mean but even though thanos laid him out before you know now even because of that he's got reason to shine i I like the line that that uh, professor hulk delivered in that um uh he's been he was beaten twice Right, he beat me as Banner. He beat the uh, uh, Hulk. Uh, so this would have been a great opportunity for him to sort of redeem himself, but he didn't. He was sidelined the whole time. Um, yeah. And so they had this great character that they wasted. 
but you know, in a universe of great characters, somebody's going to get wasted. I mean, think about the people who had almost no part in this. Black Panther had almost no part in this. The all of the Guardians of the Galaxy had almost no part in this. Uh, you saw Drax for what forty five seconds of screen time tops, right? Um, so everybody who had a big part in in game uh, Infinity War had almost no part in Endgame, and I'm okay with that. Um, I, I this is where I'm going to complain a little bit about the the CGI. Not that it wasn't stellar. I mean, uh, Marvel has been they've been willing to spend the money on CGI, and they get it right every time. But this was the first Marvel battle scene where it was confusing. I mean, they've always been really good about staging the fight so that you know what's going on. But this was, there were just so many people, thousands of characters, literally thousands of characters on the screen at the same time. Um, and it was just, it was just a big confusing mashup. And the, the, you know, there are a couple of moments of clarity, right? So there's the, there's captain there and, you know, and then you hear on your left, which was a great line. Right. Um, and then the melee begins and then it's just confusion and nobody knows what's going on. And then the first moment of clarity is the chick team up which was just stupid. It was just stupid. Um, first off, they have made Captain Marvel so overpowered in the cinematic universe that she didn't need anybody else. She she right. could have done everything that needed to be done. They needed to take the gauntlet to that. Totally, she could have put the gauntlet on. She's that powerful. She could have put it on, snapped her fingers. Uh, but instead, you have this really throwaway line from the one dude right in the line how are you going to get through all that and suddenly all these women who couldn't possibly have heard that line suddenly appear and they're standing in v formation and it's a chick power moment and they say she won't be alone and then she goes off on her own and flies off on her own anyway it was a wasted moment it was just a fan it was a it was a audience applause line that was pointless right yeah there was you know but here's the deal everybody who didn't have a lot to do in this movie are really the people who are presumably going to be in more films you know right. obviously um you know yes there's a black widow movie but it's probably a prequel because she died but even the way her and clint i mean i thought that was really great number one they're the they're these two non-powered people flying through space and you know and of course it's like the the second or third time it's come up in the series we're a long way from budapest right. i really hope they go in to what happened at budapest in the black widow movie because you know it's been referenced so much now you want to see it. And so I really want to know what happened there, but you know, and so here they're like standing in for us, they're off flying through space and they're able to take a moment and realize how freaking awesome it is. But then whenever they realize that one of them has to die, they're fighting over who gets to die. Right. And you know, and what I'm glad I think that um, Jeremy Renner's character finally got his due. He kind of co he comes off as kind of a, a badass in this right. film, and, and, you know, and he he's just been sort of um, air cover, you know, observer through almost. And right. finally, you get to see, oh, this dude really can't kick some butt. Yeah, whenever you know the beginning part, okay, but whenever he's running through the blown up uh, facility and these guys and these animal or monsters are chasing him, you know, he he scampers up the rope, comes out swinging and just killing everybody as they come out, and he's just like, okay, that's it. I'm and then so I was like, yeah, go Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, but well, in his first, the introduction in the first part too, when he's the assassin, right? Again, right. It's, he he's the one man wrecking crew that. Uh, really I, I i'm 
I am not a Hawkeye f- expert at all. I, I didn't really know anything about him, but uh, I'm not aware of any storyline ever where he was just that much of a one-man wrecking crew. Um, and so it was really good to see that. Yeah, and at the very beginning of the movie, the way they started it, I didn't realize that was pre-snap. Right. I, you know, yeah. so, and then just whenever I was like, oh, this was, oh, right. and then, you know, and the way it happened where he didn't see them go away and didn't know what happened, you know, it was, it would be one thing if, holy crap, what happened? People don't just turn to ash, but where did everybody go? What right. happens? And I was just like, oh, yeah. The, so one of the things I was not prepared for was the emotional impact of this movie. Uh, yeah, you, you st- I cried within the first five minutes. I cried in that moment uh, because you know, uh, and I like that again. That's good storytelling. That's good movie. Let's take you back to the gut punch that we left you with in the last movie, right? And let's pick you up right there. You know, right here, first the 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 eighty seven second uh, Marvel logo has just faded away. Now we're going to kick you square in the balls. And so yeah. that's that's how the movie starts. Picking up from last time. Wah! Wah! <laughs> and then so, yeah, and then, you know, then they go off. And I got to admit, the fight against that first fight against Thanos was very, it was anticlimactic. It was just like, it was a beat down right. over a, against a wounded man. And you kind of, I kind of felt sorry for Thanos. But of course, Hulk, uh, um, Thor's line was, I went for the, you know, I went for the head. Right. <laughs> so it was like, um, you know, so that was, it was like, cool. They got their little revenge out of their system, but then you're left with, wait, now what? Does a five minute movie, it's over. They right. lost. Um, and, and, and I, do, I, I hate ahead. time jumps when, when the title card came up, it's five years later. I groaned out loud. Really? You're doing that. I hate time jumps. Uh, but they pulled it off fairly well. Um, yeah. So, so let, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you, you first. Well, I was just going to change the subject. So if you're still on that. No, no. Right. So I want to move on to the, sort of the, the, the overall arc, the thing that began the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Tony Stark. So he has been the, the character throughout all of this, right? Even in the, the Spider-Man movies, he, he's there. And this, this whole 22 movie or whatever it is arc has, has been not necessarily about Tony, but Tony has been laced throughout it. And so it's his arc. Um, and we go from um, selfish in the extreme to the ultimate selfless sacrifice. And so that's supposed to be his sort of final redemption. Um, I, I hate the fact that he could even touch one Infinity Stone, let alone all of them. Uh, and I hate the fact that Thanos didn't notice when six Infinity Stones were taken. You pick up one and it shakes you to your core, but you lose all six of them, you don't even notice it. It was a it was a nice applause line moment, but it was a logical fallacy. Yeah. You don't, I mean, yeah. We, he puts the glove on and, you know, and it courses to him and then he doesn't realize it. So he, but, you know, it's, it's only some of the stones because, like, Hawkeye was able to hold the uh, uh, Soul Stone. So it's only some of the stones that shake you and almost kill you, apparently. Because, you know, Bruce Banner could hold the time stone so but yeah when they're all together i don't understand you know i can understand because his armor was specifically built for that 
or, you know, had that capability in it. And, you know, and they've made his armor basically. It's the yeah. it, deus ex machina of the Marvel Universe is Tony Stark's incredibly involving armor. Um, so, obviously, he just like, hey, Jarvis, what do I have to do to, you know, change the frequency of my armor to match that of the stones and put them on my glove? And, okay. So, but, you know. I don't know. And of course I've heard everybody, Oh my gosh, Tony Stark, you know, he's so selfless, but his whole thing of, you know, bring everybody back, but don't touch anything that happened. What a terrible asshole thing to do. That's the ultimate selfish thing because, you know, I was thinking, I was like, I was like, Oh my God, you monster. Because, you know, you think about that. Let's say four, you know, three years ago, your family died and you meet somebody else who their family died and you start a family together. And now you have a child and all of a sudden your old spouse and your old children are back. You know, uh, what in the world would that do just so you cannot lose your daughter? I mean, you know, say, hey, you know, reset everything back, but save my child or something. But I was just like, that is. And so that forced him to do the ultimate sacrifice because he had been the ultimate bleep right before that. I, I don't know. I And then yeah, I think about how, okay. If the world is half the size, that means food production and everything has been half going on. So the entire universe is now going to starve to death because you've just doubled the mouths to feed without doubling the resources. So, you know, what in the world are you going to do while you're redoing farmland and, you know, you've got to rebuild shipping and rebuild infrastructure to support all of that? And, you know, everybody, I was just like, man. I was like, I did not like that one little bit. I thought it was, I thought, I thought the Avengers were evil whenever I was like, man, the Avengers turned evil. This is the dark Avengers or something. Yeah. I mean, clearly the thing to do when you possess the time stone is to go back pre-snap and defeat Thanos, right? If, if you can snap your fingers and get any wish, and that's what this is, the, it's a, it's a wish machine, right? And even after professor hulk brought them back banner could have seen or or, uh, stark could have seen the way things were going and made the greater sacrifice right if you really want to redeem that character you make the greater sacrifice to give up your child and you snap everybody back to that moment and and you defeat thanos and and then you have this and you can still have him die in the in the act but then you have this moment of you know i gave everything i gave my future to save the universe that's a much better story arc than, you know, my child lives on. Yeah. I mean, granted, you couldn't have had the, the you know, mega popular everybody who's ever been in the movie shows up at the funeral scene. But, yeah, I was just thinking, well, you know, if you wouldn't have been, if you wouldn't have been such a dick, maybe you could have lived through this. So that was, yeah. but of course, I mean, you know, it was cool to see everybody. And but you, you still know, could have done that. It just wouldn't, yeah. his kid would, you wouldn't have had that, that last final cry moment. The last time in the movie I cried was when Happy right. said, I'm going to get you all the hot dogs you want or hamburgers yeah. you want. So, um, um, but you would have lost that moment, but you could have, you could have replaced it with another moment of of him, you know, remembering the child that was as he died from still died from the snap, right? So you still right. have that that moment of redemption. It just would have been a much better way to do it uh, than yeah, just bringing everybody back to now. And so if they're gonna follow this storyline in Phase Four, the storyline has to be of now we're we're almost worse off than we were. Now what? 
And you really are. You are worse off. And so now people are going to die of starvation. Um, and then, uh, and so, uh, yeah, I just, you know, the film was great, but the story was awful. Um, I, I was not a fan, not a fan at all of how it ended. So I, while the Russos made a great movie, if you stop and look at the underlying story, it actually turned really, really dark. Right. And, but yeah, I mean, it would have been cool to have, you know, everybody who wasn't at the original battle, you know, wish snap back to Wakanda and, you know, Hulk with the power Hulk with the gauntlet versus Thanos with the gauntlet and be, you know, beaten on each other. So that would have been, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, but you know, I would be in the minority, I guess. No, I think if I were writing it, I would have gone ahead and have Hulk bring everybody here. Right. And then Tony reversed that action. And then, you know, we, Tony snaps back to that moment where Thanos is saying you should have gone for the head and Tony materializes wearing the gauntlet and and you know kills Thanos you know something like that 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 would have been a better ending because you still had the moment the triumphant moment of everybody there but then you get the oh I realized what a mistake I've made moment and can we just talk for a moment about the oh I think I'll invent time travel while I'm washing the dishes well you know okay I can give him a pass on this one because they made it look like it's something he's been working on. Not that he just started after dinner. I could easily believe that it's something he was working on right after the snap and seeing if there was some way to go undo it. And he just ended up finding peace with his life and gave up. And so this caused him to restart. So I can I can buy that he isn't starting from scratch. He is picking up a project he had shelved. So I can give him a pass for that one. Mm. And then you know the just the MacGuffin. Every movie has to have a MacGuffin, and this time it just happened to be time travel. Just oh right. yeah, we'll do we'll just crack time travel. Of course, now you have a time machine. You can literally do anything. Tony's not gone. You go right. back into last week. Bring him forward. Problem solved. Right. Yeah. Go go get Black Widow um, before she. You know, because Gamora, who died, is now back alive. Right. So, but yet she's still dead because of the Soul Stone. So, why can't we go get Black Widow, who uh, died, but, you know, now she's still alive because of the Soul Stone? I, or did she get snapped away with Tony Snap? No, because Banner couldn't bring her back. He was no, like, I, mean, I really Gamora. Try. Did Gamora, Gamora get snapped away? with tony snap because technically she was still in thanos's pocket at that point was she she helped out a little but you know you could go either way and of course at the end you know uh star lord is searching for and so that's clearly the next movie is they go find gamora and he makes himself love her uh, love him makes her love him all over again 51st date style that's that's the next movie i I gotta admit um star lord does come off as much more of a of a jerk you know because really you think about it they lost because of him yeah. because he, he couldn't keep his emotions in check for five seconds till they got the glove off of him he had to start punching the guy who it took everything they had to lull him where the and then so now he's just like yeah so really he's he's i loved uh war machine so he's an idiot yeah <laughs> What what I think is interesting about in the two movies, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, 
everybody bore responsibility for the end of the world in some way or another. Right. Um, you know, uh, uh, Gamora gave the soul stone for her sister, right? Uh, um, um, Doctor Strange gave the time stone because that's the only, that was the one way. Everybody bore a hand in the failure. So when you get to the end, you can't say there was any one person's fault. You know, Thor should have gone for the head or for the hand, right? He didn't do right. that. He bore part of that. Uh, so I, I think that's good how they shared that. And, and, and you know, uh, obviously Quill, if he'd just not been a jerk, uh, he, he could have all been uh, uh, averted. I, I like the, the Thanos storyline of, I like his own line when he watches his own death and says, and that's destiny fulfilled. You know, he's not mad about it. You know, it's just a thing. But what I don't like is is how suddenly he changes decades worth of his uh, modus operandi. Right? I'm gonna I'm gonna destroy half the universe. That's that's the dip- dispassionate way to do it. That's the way the, the way to make sure. And in one sentence, he says, "You know what? I've changed my mind. I'm gonna kill you all." I didn't like that. Well, it was like it was like for the rest of the universe, it's not personal. But y'all made it personable, and I gotta admit, I'm gonna enjoy this. No, but so, before that, he was like, "I'm gonna wipe out the universe and create a new one." Right? I went from "I'm gonna wipe out half the universe" to "I'm gonna wipe out all the universe," and well, and so you built this lot of investment in this character in his mission. And by the end of Infinity War, you kind of agree with the guy, right? You know? And and then they just blew that; they threw it away because we needed another bad guy. Well, but like all megalomaniacs, you only look at things from your point of view whenever he realizes the extent that these people uh, would not let go of what happened and they had the means to do something about it. Then he realizes it's not over. Um, If I really want it to be this way, I have to go all the way. No more half measures in for a penny in for a pound. I see that has the logical progression and then... Mm. um, you know, so I, yeah, you, know, you know, like I say, because he saw what his plan ended in failure, basically, because now you know they're going, they're going to undo. You know, if if they wouldn't have came back and they wouldn't have done, you know, he'd be dead. And it's like, oh, that's. But now he realizes, oh, they're going to undo what I've done, so I can't do just half measures. I have to go all the way. So I can see you know the megalomaniac going okay well i'm i'm obviously the only one who can do this and so to save the universe i must first kill it um you know that says every villain ever all right we got just a a minute left um and then we want to move on what are your what are your final thoughts about endgame like i say great movie lots of fan service i did not like how the story ended and i was really let down that there was no mid-credit or post-credit scene you know (laughs) just just the just the sound of him pounding on his armor so basically you know it wasn't marvel phase one marvel phase two it it was iron man phase one iron man phase two and iron man phase three and Tony Stark was just, he was much too powerful, um, and in the, in the film. So, but, but he did a great job. You know, Robert Downey Jr. did a great job playing the character. So I'll just say it was the end game. It is the end of the story arc and they ended it, you know, while I have just spent 30 minutes complaining about pieces of it overall, great movie, um, really enjoyable. Uh, good storytelling, and they ended it right. It is over. Yep. Um, 
you know, we didn't even talk about the Captain uh, America ending. Uh, we'll we'll have to get that another time. Um, but uh, everything made me satisfied for the most part, uh, other than the lingering destruction. Of course, that's sort of been one of the key themes that goes throughout this too. Is at, when the end Avengers save the world, there's a big cleanup, and so maybe that was intentional. Uh, because there's there's been I mean the in the the street level stuff right the Netflix stuff uh, was all about them cleaning up after the Avengers I mean Spider Man Homecoming was about cleaning up after the Avengers so maybe that was intentional but they stayed true to various themes and I thought it was a good ending and I'm I'm glad I saw it I'm glad it existed I'll watch it over and over uh, but I'm kind of glad it's the end of it too yeah although I still got to see Spider Man because apparently Spider Man Far from home is the official ending of phase three. Okay. Um, so even though I, I don't know whether this happens, it has to happen either after the snap, either after end game or before, uh, infinity war, obviously because he's alive and on earth. Right. Um, I did. One of the end things that confused me is when he and his buddy, the guy in the chair met at the high school, they kind of had this like, good to see you again buddy thing well mm-hmm. if if one of them snapped away and the other one didn't then that guy's now in college five years has passed if they both snapped away and came back they're unaware of any passage of time so that was a little confusing to me mm, yeah so i mean yeah he would have just missed a what a day or two before the snap yeah. whenever he went off uh you know in the the second battle of new york uh, all right so now we've we've talked about the movie now it's time for what happened this week in history all right mark well on may the 8th 1886 so we're going way back for this one uh one order of electricity to go please german scientist dr carl gassner is issued a german patent for the first dry cell battery which uses zinc as its primary component a u.s patent will be issued to gassner in 1887 his battery is much like today's carbon zinc general purpose batteries although most people use alkalines and so mark that happened this week in history and now back to you you know, one of the most important, impressive things to me about that is it only took him a year to get a patent. Uh, things <laughs> moved much faster back then. Um, yep. And and unfortunately, battery technology hasn't changed in 130 years. We're well, still slap, slapping two different types of metal together. Yeah, but computer technology hasn't changed in, what, 30 years? Well, that's that's a hundred years different. So, but I mean, while it hasn't changed, it's incrementally improved. I'm yeah. sure you know it lasts much longer, and the charge you know gives more volts, more amps for a longer right. period of time. So, All right. incrementally incremental improvement. Woohoo! All right, and now uh, what do you have to close the show in style? All right. Well, summer's coming, and if you need to make your money go further, this is a uh, a website I use for my investments. I don't get anything off of this. This is just one I use. AHP Servicing, uh, what this company does is it buys mortgages that are like behind from the bank and works out a deal with the people who are behind on their mortgage so they can stay in their house. So the banks are happy because, you know, their the mortgage gets off their books. The people in the house are happy because they get to stay in there and you are 
your funds are being aggregated with a bunch of other people's to make this happen. And you get, uh, I'm, I'm earning 10% off of the money I put in and, uh, you don't have to be an accredited investor. You just have to be able to invest at least a hundred dollars a pop, ahpservicing.com for your, you know, supplemental income needs. So you get to make money and feel good about the way you're making it. That's a that's a neat idea, but for you to be making ten percent, they've got to be just raping those people. But I guess it's better than losing your house. So well, you know, you think about it. No, the bank is they're like selling the mortgage off for like what Pennies fifty on cents the on the dollar, yeah. and then you're able to turn around and offer the people a reduced rate off of what they were paying, but that's still a huge spread. Good point. So. Good point. So the bank bank sells it at fifty cents on the dollar. You offer the the person in charge 80 cents on the dollar and the rest is just pure profit all right, right. makes sense uh that's that's a cool thing I, I i like the idea of investing while helping now understand investing is uh something you can lose money on all investments have the potential to lose money so uh keep that in mind but i like that idea yeah but you know they've been going for several years um over five and the way they do is every so often they close one fund and open another and this is like the third fund they've opened um just you know to kind of keep everything and that's how they do it and uh, i've i've heard them advertise and talked about on several of the podcasts i follow and the research but again do your own research like mark said all investments carry risk uh don't spend more money than you can afford to lose uh this is for information only consult your tax uh, preparers and lawyer type people for further information. But, you know, at the same time, th- this is where I put a lot of my investment income. Uh, and just a, a, a quick moment of apology. I, I let a couple of, uh, non-family friendly words slip during this discussion. Oh. It's something I rarely do. Um, and you know, I, I apologize for that. I, I try to make this a show where you can listen with your kids in the room and be okay with it. I don't use that language myself in a general uh, rule, but I did this time, and so I'm sorry about that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. And spoilers. Uh, <laughs> so this is the part of the show where I tell you how you can feed back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie, about our discussion about the movie, or about anything else. Dad bod Thor. By the way, thank you, Marvel, for opening up a whole new world of cosplay for people like me. Now I can be Thor and be in character and be appropriate. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> elementop.com, click the contact us button at the top of the page, answer the world's hardest captcha, fill out the form there that sends an email to me that will be read long before I read uh, the spam from the Nigerian prince who wants to uh, help me get money um you can also send an email directly to geekrant at elementop.com or call our google voice line 559-IMOP those are the ways that you can tell us what is on your mind you now know what is on our mind uh thank you for listening jenda uh, i thank you for weathering the uh um uh, spoiler storm as you were again once again we're the only person in the live stream uh we appreciate you buddy those of you listening thank you for listening um, as I said earlier, you are the reason we do this show. We appreciate it. And, um, we'll see you back. Uh, not next week. It's mother's day. I like to stay married. So we take mother's day off every year. Um, yeah, but we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, Seth, as always, thank you for your insouciant. Wait, insouciant. That means don't really care. Thank you for your insightful, uh, commentary. I appreciate it. And, uh, you, um, audience, thank you for listening. Uh, that's it for this episode of the geek rant. And remember, Pay for what you like.